Welcome to the Salty Investors, the first Salty Investors podcast for 2023. I'm psyched. How about you, Tim? Oh, definitely psyched as well. Psyched. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you that market rally's got you psyched. Oh, um, yeah. In the new year, always always good to get you psyched uh, after that. Uh, so, you know, let's have it. Give it to me, Tim. What's your salt? What's your well, salt like, for this week? Inflation's still fairly extreme. Like this, mm. And I just saw it uptick in Australia. We saw it. You know, six point nine. Now it's over seven again, and um, yeah. you know, last month it decreased and the market rallied. This time it increased and the market rallied. So yep. <laughs> I don't know what's going on <laughs> here, but some someone's not getting this right. Um, someone's looking through. Bad or... news is good news, and and good news is good news. Yeah, and I don't think people understand. You know, it needs to be seriously bad news before the market. You know, the Fed's and the RBA is going to pivot, not just. Oh yeah, it's gone up, you know, a couple of couple of points it's here. It's all priced in, Tim. It's all priced in. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, what's everyone thinking here? You know, I can't really understand it at the moment. So that's got me a little bit salty. What about yourself? Um, so well, my salt this week is sort of recurring salt, if you like, because we've spoken about this before, and it is your fault. I mean, you triggered me with an email that you sent about uh, this company called Zigma. Uh, and Zigma claimed that four out of five private investors want to invest with a positive impact on the climate, mm. uh, according to them. So they, they've basically got a whole dashboard now with 1,500 stocks and their climate scores, you know. So, um, and it just, you can see where this is going. This is a basically going to be a social credit system. Companies are going to be ostracized for not getting their scores yeah. Uh, in line, um, but as we've said before, this is it's a total mess because um, if you want to think about what's detrimental to society, Coke, Pepsi, these are darlings. They're you know they're fine, mm-hmm. um, and so there's there's one or two things got to happen. They've got to get more and more strict with this and start saying, yep. yeah, we can't have Coke in there because it causes diabetes or whatever and costs the health system billions of dollars. Or, um, you know, you just be a complete hypocrite and don't do that because, uh, and you just sort of single out because I mean, once you go down this track, you say, okay, things that are bad for the climate. Well, well, okay. What about things that are just bad for humans in general? Like, you know, unhealthy, uh, snack companies, for example. Mm -hmm. Yep. What does Mondelez, uh, make that's actually good for you anything they probably have some bottled water or something i don't know <laughs> yeah expensive um, bottled water yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah overpriced bottled water but um yeah it just uh where does it end yeah, i don't know it, it seems to me a bit of a dead end at the end of the day i mean why are you investing again why are you investing again i thought it was to get returns and if those returns come from something like drilling oil i don't really give a shit and i suspect that if people have a few years of shitty returns. Um, oh, they yeah. won't care either. <laughs> It'll change, but yeah, we'll have maybe to I'm, I'm just on the wrong. I'm a dinosaur, Tim. I'm on the wrong side of history. Uh, <laughs> um, this is the new wave of ethical investing, and uh, yeah, I'm well, just. I keep getting told it's got proven returns. You know, superior returns to non-ESG companies. That, and, so, yeah, and that's nonsense. Yeah. That is provable nonsense. Yeah, I mean, last year just proved it to be nonsense. I mean, wasn't uh, the resource sector the only sector that was up in the US? Um, Energy, 50% up. If you didn't have any of that in your portfolio, you're stuffed. You were were down. doesn't matter what else you're into. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's enough of that. Uh, 
salty stuff. But let's move on to some current macro stuff, plenty to get into, namely, uh, now I want to bring this up first before we talked about retail sales because I, I thought the, this was interesting. This came out on the 30th, where was it? Yeah, 30th, Friday the 30th. So this was the last trading day of the year, I think. Wow. Um, and they came out and said that unprecedented growth Boxing Day of sales was awesome. Now, if you've been listening to the salty investors for the last three months, we've been saying Christmas was going to be fine. It was going to be good. People were going to spend up. And it's the hangover that's going to be the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, um, but I think that this, these, you know, it's the Australian Retail Association. They've got a vested interest in pushing yeah. a, a positive narrative, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, they, they, they've got basically three periods here. They're talking about Boxing Day. They're talking about um, the lead up to Christmas and then from sort of the Christmas period, which is November, right through to, you know, Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. And um, they said that the pre-Christmas splurge was up 8.6% on last year. Okay. Well, that's great. You know, it's a record, record mm -hmm. number. Um, dig into it a bit. So these are the, as you can see there, the um, Boxing Day, uh, just Boxing Day numbers, then the 1st of December the 26th, and then 1st of November. So if you look at the 1st of November, total up 8.6%. It's huge. Hmm. Now, all nominal numbers. Inflation has been about 7%. Now, it depends which category, of course. Mm -hmm. But these numbers aren't that great when you take into account inflation. I mean, inflation practically wipes out most of that. Right, like it's really in real terms, it was up about what one one and a half percent, maybe. Um, yeah. So, cafes, restaurants, takeaway food are up nearly twenty percent compared to last year. Well, last year we still had lockdown restrictions uh, in place in that period. You uh -huh. know, so it's not as good. I mean, I'm glad that we've got rid of all that shit, and I'm glad that people are out spending and you see loads of people down cafes near the beach and all this sort of stuff. It's great to see. But um, I think this is just a little bit of a beat up. Yep. Um, uh, what I put, I actually moved your inflation chart up a couple because as you, as you just said earlier, we had a set, we had an over 7% print. Remember the RBA said we could see 8%. And then yeah. the next month we got a we got a print below seven. Oh, it's all over. <laughs> and now we're back above seven again. And um so that, that was for November. Um, and just, yeah, these are the groups again. So you can, you can reference some of these groups back to that earlier retail mm -hmm. yes. sales number and say, like, yeah, like food, foods up nine, um, <clears throat> clothing and footwear five. You've got furnishings, computer equipment, seven. They're, they're not, they don't match exactly the same categories, but mm -hmm. yeah. So you just, those retail sales numbers are all right. It's 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 an economy that's not in trouble and people are doing okay for now, you know. Yep. Um, but I just thought that that was worth putting in perspective because um, I just picked out some discretionary retailers, and this is this is the moves they've had in twelve days. We did. I'm pretty sure the last the last podcast that we did before the end of the year, we talked. I, I talked about um, what if re like. Retail, some restart stocks will absolutely, yes, you know, go through the roof when the cycle turns and people believe interest rates are coming down. They've already had a run, and I don't know if this is a good time to sell some of these if you if you think that um, times are going to get tougher because 
you know, those those retail sales numbers mean that results that are reported in February will be good for all of these all of yep. these retailers, right? Um, I mean, I think pretty much. I mean, there are some of these some of these guys here um, that have had issues, like uh, oh no, well, most of the Kogan's had issues, you know, yeah. uh, for a little while. But I mean, Adair's hasn't really. It's been fine, and uh, I mean, it's just took off twenty six percent the last twelve days. Did you explain that to me? Um, you know, uh, uh, SUL is um, Super Retail Group, which is oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Super Cheap Auto, BCF, Rebel Sport, and something else I can't think of at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Even Harvey Norman, I mean, it's a big stock, doesn't move. The volatility is not as big as the others, but five percent in twelve days, it's all right. Eight percent for JB. So, you know, all of these have moved in anticipation that, hey, maybe things aren't that bad. Maybe yeah. the, the RBA is done. Although, given that last last inflation print, oh. you'd think the RBA is probably not done. But they do have another month to sit on their hands. They're not going to meet till Feb. They should have um, done the 50 anyway. when I said. Like, if they did the yeah. 50 instead yeah. of these little 25s. But I don't know, yeah. I guess uh, I've been uh, talking for a bit too long. What do you think, Tim? Do you think that maybe retail has turned the corner? Or are you, well, you want to dip your toe in there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know they probably haven't got too many more hikes in them, like the RBA. Mm. You know, I'm not in that camp. I don't think they're going to be doing another 100 or something. So, no. But I can't see them pivoting unless things really go bad. So mm. um, remember... Households are going to be forking out an extra thousand dollars a month, basically, to pay for the mortgage. So, that's well, that's normally comes only from discretionary, if, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's only if your mortgage, I think, is five hundred grand. If you've got a bigger mortgage than five hundred grand, it's going to be more than that. Actually, I think uh, mm. latest figures suggest. Um, yeah, because we're still playing catch up with on that game. Um, yeah. So that money's got to come from somewhere. What? I don't yeah. see everybody getting a pay rise continually, you know. Um, so, mm. that's, yeah, and these places should be hit first, you'd think. Discretionary should be the hardest hit out of that. Um, yeah, I suppose La Visa is one. Um, they've they've still got a big store rollout story going all across Europe. They're not just okay. uh, domestic focused. So, I mean, that's driven a lot of their growth. Um, but, I mean, pretty much everyone else there is, I mean, um, Step one, which I've talked about before because I kind of like it, but they've had difficulty breaking into US and UK markets. They spent a lot on marketing over there and their customer acquisition just didn't, didn't they just didn't pull it off. Um, mm-hmm. They couldn't get much traction. They got a bit, but not much. Yep. Um, but yeah, the rest of them are pretty much domestic. Adairs is a little bit in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I mean, Kogan's fully online. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got all the yeah. inventory as well. I've got all this inventory yeah. backlog as well. So I can't see why they're really rallying that hard. Um, I can see it short term, yes, but, um, you know, middle next well, I think this year. I would, I would say something like Adair's dip below, you see it went from 220 on the December, but it was it actually dipped below $2 briefly last year. Now, at that point, Adair's was yielding over 8% dividend yield. Wow. And was on a PE of about nine at that mm-hmm. point. So, yeah, uh, unless, and that's pretty damn cheap. 
I mean, but but those, I mean, those that's where those stocks trade when interest rates go up. Yeah. Um, but if we are sort of at the peak of the cycle, then maybe maybe that's you know um, maybe that was a bargain. Uh, yes. Full disclosure: I own some Adairs, and I at in the last dividend, I actually um, opted for the dividend reinvestment program and got some more shares. Oh, nice! Oh, you'll be doing good then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit of trim a, a little bit, maybe. Question. I don't know. But what do you yeah, trim into? Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got to have something to trim into. Um, yeah. Not sure. Anyway, that's uh, I think that's that's a bit of interesting macro mm. stuff. We'll move on to um, this latest from Cliff Asnes, who's one of my favourite blokes. He's a quant. He just sticks to the data. Love him. Yep. I thought. So, yeah, I know you'd like this. I saw this. Um, investing with Tom. He got like, wow, Tom. Like he's reading some decent stuff nowadays. Um, so little wow. I've got to put this in here for you. I'm like. Boy, how far away are we from an actual correction? Like, I know this is all doom and gloom, but wow, when you look at these numbers, <laughs> the 90, 94th percentile, like it's got a bit of room here. But so. Just explain what this is first, because it's not clear. Yeah, this is percentile. his value spread type thing that he's looking at. Um, right. So as you can see here, there's still a lot of... Um, froth in the market you know you can still see that things can correct a fair bit and you can see it goes negative here as well from his score yeah. uh, for long periods of time here so i don't know if he's over corrected this scale but he says he's done some rework on it like he doesn't he's not full-time anymore is he i don't know if cliff's full-time i don't know, if he? He's, I, don't know. I don't think he's actually doing too much but mm. yeah you can see he's looked at this in 2001 you know and then he's redone it again for us um yep you can see here sometimes where it's just got away from us here, really. Like, <clears throat> and what was I doing in 2014 and 16? You know, I wasn't, I should have been allocating more, you know, and, yeah. but should yeah. Have yeah. So there's still a little bit of room in this. It's just one of these charts, you know, that you occasionally have a look at. So, yeah. Yep, always uh, Cliff is always worth a read, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, all right, so you want to look at elevators? Um, you've been you've been you've been bothering me about this one for a while. Um, <laughs> take us through Otis. People, there's probably people out there watching all three of them. Who've um, there's some kind of noise coming through the background there? You yeah, there's some, some moral or something. Moral oh, or something right. I've got going on. Oh, that's all right. Um, Otis, uh, yeah, they're into lifts. So people would have got into buildings and probably seen Otis lifts um, in their lifetime. What else is that? Is that the only thing they do, Tim? Yeah, basically. Um, but it's probably it was just a spin-off of Raytheon, um, them and Carrier, the um, yeah. air conditioner. They split them, split them off for a spin-off. Um, I really like the business because mm. um, it's really stable. Like you're not going to change. You know, elevators in your in your building, are you? You know, every you know, look at that and go, oh, well, let's switch to cone or someone else. Yeah. Basically, when you put it in there, you're stuck with them. Um, yeah. And the thing about Otis is, it's not the really the elevators where they make the money; it's the the servicing. 
So um, they're building products into their service line now that makes it hard for third parties to really service them um, as well as Otis. Like it's this, other people can still do it, but they've got digital integrations with it now. So they can sort of tell when elevators are sort of um, okay. not going to be working so well and they can do a, you know, come up and check them beforehand. So they've got like up, uptime increases. Um, yeah. So you've got all these, and that can be built into a contract as well. So you can say, oh, you know, we can mm. sort of guarantee, you know, 95% uptime or whatever. And the mm. service company like has to come out, you know, they've got none of that technology to detect, you know, yeah. how well the elevator is yeah. doing. Um, they can put advertising and all this other stuff. Um, so you look at the numbers here and it's just phenomenally good. Um, price to free cash flow. You don't normally see a 25 on something that's got return on vested capital above 40. Like, yeah. There's only a couple of companies in the world that have got return on vested capitals above 40 consistently. And that's things like Visa and MasterCard. And we know how strong they are <laughs> and how impossible it is to get away from those guys. Mm. Um, the only thing here is the gross margins are a little bit low. Um, yeah. That's because, um, you know, you've got two components. You've got the service component and also the, you know, the install component. Um, so mm. it brings that down a little bit. So that's the only thing that, but, um, they've got heaps of plans to expand into China. So there's heaps of room to grow here. The debt's obviously a little bit concerning. Um, I haven't got that on there, but you know, um, well, what's their debt to equity or net debt to equity? I, I don't know, but the, the currents are basically, you know, one, so current liabilities yeah. versus current. So it's not. It's nothing, you know, totally bad, you know. They didn't yeah. load them up with all this huge... They're not huge... to hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're not so leveraged to hell, but, you know, we're going into a high interest rate environment, so there might be a little bit of a concern there, but you don't normally they get... got plenty of cash? Yeah, yeah, they've got plenty of cash. So Short-term mm. cash, they're fine. And um, they're investing into China and looks like they've got a runway there. So I, and I think but if the Chinese economy stalls a bit, which is a concern, I don't see the growth... Increasing, but you don't expect too much growth from the. This is sort of like one of those plays well, that, where that's you. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this is. I mean, what is the global um, increase in large buildings around the world? I mean, what would it be? Three or four percent a year, yep. or something? It's sort of that sort of business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not going to be like, you know, a huge multiple on this thing. You know, you're not going to get multiple expansion on this thing at all. Um, but you should be looking for something a little bit more conservative. But it's got you know, very nice fundamentals that are going to hold you through. Um, mm. Yeah, this is the sort of thing. I, you know, I put my limit order in and then obviously it's got away with me. <laughs> you know, the last oh, month. Oh, when did you put it in? 70 or something, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to be greedy here and, you know, waiting yeah. for a downturn, you know, just a down tick. It wasn't even, you know, yeah. too much away. And, you know, you're hoping for this little bit of correction here and then, nah, just keeps going away from you. I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting greedy, but, you know, that's just life, I suppose. But so now <laughs> it's gone up a little city. bit from about twenty um, price to free cash flow to about twenty five. So still, yeah. it's a it's a bargain. Like you know, it's got a dividend as well paying you. So um, yeah, can't complain. What do you yeah. think? You think? Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like it. I like it's it to me. Um, just based on what you said, which because you know it better than I do, but. I like the sound of the business. I wouldn't have a problem investing in this. It just comes down to price. What do you pay for it? Yeah. That's basically it. 
Because as you said, I mean, this is not going to have 20% earnings growth for the next 10 years, is it? It's not no. that kind of company. But they're just going to incrementally keep growing. And so if you can get it when it's, you know, I guess you just have a look at history and say, look, if it trades on 30 PE or, you know, traditionally trades on 20 cash flow, then you can get it at 30, 25 or whatever, then, you know, it's a good deal. Yep. Um, and it'll outperform. Because it, it is, you got. I've got to get out of this mindset that I'm going to get a a five bagger in the next two years or something. You know, like if, if if this just if this just if you get this at a good price, and it gives you a twelve percent return over the next ten years, as opposed to the market giving you ten, then it's a winner. That that's the winner. You should be looking at it like that. But of course, I want the. I want the, the 20 bagger over the next 10 years, you know. Yeah. And the thing I like about it as well, like you can just set and forget this thing. Like yeah. five years time, there's people still going to be using elevators. I'm pretty sure 10 years. No, they're going to be flying on their jetpacks, Tim. <laughs> ESG, you know, I don't know. Is that going to affect it? I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure people want some way to get up high buildings somehow. <laughs> well, ES, ESG, how would that affect um, the fact that there's a lot of steel and stuff goes into oh, it so i mean yeah it knows regenerative braking needs to be put in to com- compromise people's safety but we can mm. use that energy on the lifts go it's kind of like a tes- tesla accelerator you know yes. uh, generating energy when you put your foot down yeah and we just compromise people's safety a little bit you know just to get that little bit of energy you know i could see that you know ah oh. so it's mm. fairly safe you know and, you know, coming into an uncertain, you know, fiscal and environment, um, these are the things that obviously everyone's trying to clamber into these things at the moment. But so, mm. but I think, yeah, there's still room. Um, just hopefully I'll get a chance to jump in here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those ones on my watch list and I've been pretty lazy over New Year. I haven't been watching much and I just sort of, notice all these retail stocks what have i missed have i missed it already <laughs> have i missed it everybody everybody's over it there you know no don't worry about it yeah earnings are going to come down this year it doesn't matter we're looking through tim we're looking through i mean i was looking because u.s mortgage rate was down um is down 30-year mortgage is down to 6.1 percent now it was up yeah. over seven at one point um so markets are betting you know things that, oh. that, but they've been doing that for all sort of last year and got it wrong and so I just I just need to, to to get it wrong for a few more months and throw the towel in and you know the S and P gets to thirty two hundred and then off we go off we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's a good one. a good one. Yeah. Was that so? That was it. Is that all we yep. got this week? Yep. No, Try to keep it simple. Sweet. Yeah. We are we're pretty simple people. Uh, that's what we do here. We keep it simple. Um, if you like what we do, give us a follow. You know, mm-hmm. don't be shy. Click that follow button, subscribe on YouTube, and um, we will see you next time.